Hello and welcome to Modesty Christian Girls Club. I'm so happy that you've been able to join in today's podcast. Last week, we started a new series titled Overcoming Temptation. Overcoming Temptation. And and today we're just going to go on. Um, but I'll just do a, a brief recap of what we did last week. We, ex- we explained temptation, defined temptation as the strong urge to do the wrong thing, a strong urge or desire to do something wrong. And we said that that was the definition of temptation. And we looked at uh, a scripture, and I think it would be good to start from there. First um, John chapter two, verse sixteen. First um, John two sixteen. It says, "For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh." And the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of this world. So, temptation in itself, when you look at it, you can split it into three different categories. And the first one is the lust of the flesh, the second is the lust of the eyes, the third is the pride of life. Now, these three categories of temptation as defined here the bible says is not of the father so it is it didn't originate from god god didn't he didn't design it to be so but unfortunately because we are in the world it is of the world that's that's just the way the world is so at one point or the other at one time or the other at one period or the other you as a human being may have the strong urge or desire to do something wrong and when that happens that is a temptation and the temptation that can happen to you can be split into the three categories that are listed that is listed in first john chapter 2 verse 16 so you have the lust of the flesh you have the lust of the eyes and then you have the pride of life so today we are going to be looking at the lust of the flesh the lost of the flesh. Let's look at Galatians. Let's go to scripture. It's always important to look at scripture because it guides you. It guides us. It helps us to understand from a biblical point or angle. It helps us to see and know and understand the ways of God. So Galatians chapter 5 from verse 16 to 21. And I'll just read it. It says, but if ye, sorry, verse 16, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other so that you, you cannot do the things that you would. So sometimes you, do, you don't want to do it. You don't want to give in to the temptation, but sometimes it's hard because the flesh is desiring to do the wrong thing, but the spirit is pulling you back and saying, don't do it, but trying. So there's constant battle between the flesh and the spirit. Praise God. Verse 18. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. 
Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. Verse 21. Envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So, the book of Galatians was written by Apostle Paul. And in that verse 21, he tells them really that the works of the flesh, he listed the, 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 work, the works of the flesh and he ends by saying, listen, I'm telling you, I have told you before and I'm telling you now that those who practice such things Those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Praise God. So what I'd like us to do is just go through some of those things that are defined or shown to be the works of the flesh. Bible says the the flesh lost against the spirit, the spirit lost against the flesh. And then the works of the flesh are so evident. It's clear for all to see. And it goes on to list them. So some of them, I'll go through some of them just so that we can have a broad understanding of what is the works of the flesh and what isn't. Praise God. So it starts with, you know, in verse 19, it says there are manifest, which are these adultery. Now, as basic as that is, adultery is when a person has sexual relation with someone who is not their spouse, someone who they are not married to, that is adultery. Um, and, and then the next one is fornication, basically sexual immorality. Any time a person sleeps with someone else or has sexual relations with someone that they are not married to, they are committing fornication. And that is a work of the flesh. That is a device of the flesh. That is a work of the flesh. That is a lust of the flesh. That is something that a believer, a Christian girl should not indulge in. Praise God. You know, I know that when you get into the first year in secondary school, you know, year seven or uh, secondary school one and all of that, you get taught um, reproduction and and then you get taught uh, a lot of things about the uh, human body and what it does and and stuff like that. And then you get taught uh, about the age of consent. Now, the age of consent, as it's taught to, 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 you know, to young girls and boys, is if you're in England, uh, is 16. In America, I think it's 15. Um, in some other parts of the world, it's 18. Now, basically, the age of consent, as they, they teach, is that when you get to that age, you are free to make the decision to... Um, 
sleep with someone or to have sex with someone. But the Bible describes sex outside of marriage as fornication. That's just the term for it. That is the work of the flesh. The Bible lists it here as the work of the flesh, you know? So you want to think about it and consider if your salvation is worth giving up just because the world has told you that when you're 16, you're free to make that decision. Praise God. Now, everything that God tells us not to do is not to cause us is to to call to give us grief but to help us in the long run in the end it's just to help and assist you to guide you in the right path you know so fornication is a work of the flesh it doesn't matter how it is dressed it doesn't matter how it is flaunted it doesn't matter how it is worded you know age of consent or no age of consent if you're not married and you have sex with someone who you're not married to you're not married um, you you shouldn't indulge in sexual affairs because that is fornication it is a work of the flesh now it goes on uncleanness lasciviousness uncleanness you know vile words vulgar words using swear words using terms and things you know words that do not that are dirty you know dirty words you know that are disrespectful you know swearing it's unclean using those words they come out of your mouth as a child of god you should abstain from such things you should abstain abstain from sexual immorality abstain from using swear words because those are works of the flesh lasciviousness you know uh, exposing parts of your body you know being um um you know showing off parts of your body it's lewdness it's lasciviousness you know uh, young guys sometimes they put trousers underneath their bum you know their trousers are under their bum you can see their boxes you can see what they are wearing underneath what is underwear is now being shown for the world to see because they have their trousers beneath their bum that is lasciviousness that is lewdness that is a work of the flesh you know young ladies they say oh you're dressing oh you look lovely we need to make sure you need to show some flesh you know and and sometimes the you the long dresses have such a long slit that shows parts of the body that should be covered you know and they dress up and they say oh you know you need to um expose some cleavage you need to make sure some cleavage show and you know parts of your bosom parts of your your bust is showing you know where it should be covered it is showing lasciviousness it is a work of the flesh. It is a work of the flesh, you know. Um, no matter how he's dressed, no matter how he's, you know, oh, I, I just want to be cool. I want to be in trend. I want to be in fashion. I want to follow through, you know, what what's in trend, what's in fashion, what's, what's you know. You can still be in fashion and be decently dressed. You don't have to exhibit lasciviousness. That's called because that lasciviousness is a work of the flesh. Praise God. You know, some people will say, oh, you're just being too, too, um, too traditional. You're being too, too, um, 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 you're, you're just trying to 
make us not have fun. No, on the contrary, you know, you, you know, you might say, oh, this is the 21st century, you know, get with the times. <laughs> Thank you. But you see, the Bible says God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is the Bible. It's been written many years ago, um, you know, by different authors, inspired by the spirit of God, giving us directives. Okay. And this is how we should live our lives as a Christian. Remember you are a Christian. And that is why this, um, uh, my podcast is called modesty Christian girls club, because we are modern and we are modest. You know, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We live according to the dictates of the Bible. So come on, baby girl, you can do it. You can look trendy. You can look lovely. You can look in fashion without being lascivious, without exposing your body, without being lewd, you know, without exhibiting the works of the flesh. You can always look decent and nice and trendy without all of these things. Praise God. So, you know, uh, it goes on, it says idolatry, um, idolatry, you know, placing everything else over and above God. You know, this is idolatry. That's what, you know, uh, when God was speaking to the children of Israel in the old Testament, Testament, um, one of the things he said to them, he says, you shall not have any other God besides me. So in other words, I must be the center of your attention. I must be the central figure in your life. And this is the key thing with Christians as a believer, as a child of God, as a daughter of God, as the daughter of the King, the King must be your sole focus. He must be the center of your life. But when other things tend to occupy you over and above God, that is idolatry. Being on social media for hours on end, never reading your Bible, never praying, you know, not making a habit of reading your Bible, not making a habit of studying the word of God, you know, that is idolatry because you're making things, people, events over and above God. You know, some people idolize um, celebrities. They go, oh, who's your, who's your idol? Who's your idol? Who's your idol? No, nobody should be your idol. Nothing should be your idol. The only person that is worth your worship and your um, love and admi- uh, um, admiration, your total devotion is God praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So it goes on idolatry. Then it goes witchcraft, hatred. Do you know what? With regards to witchcraft, and I must mention this because it's becoming trendy amongst uh, people, uh, especially in the Western world now, where people are getting involved in witchcraft. And unfortunately, it is being advertised or shown as something that you just do for leisure or for fun. But I can tell you categorically that anyone who dabbles into witchcraft 
has the danger or exposes themselves um, to demonic activities in their lives. And this is something that you must be cautious of. The Bible says witchcraft, it lists witchcraft as a work of the flesh. A work of the flesh partly because those who practice witchcraft or who dabble into witchcraft are fascinated by the power that they get or the control that they think that they have. I'll give you an example. I once had a young kid, a young guy that worked with me a couple of years ago, you know, Caucasian, uh, blue eyes, blonde hair, the lot, you know, he was a young guy was, you know, that worked with me. And, um, what happened is he kept saying, you know, telling us how excited he was because he could levitate, um, above the ground, you know, he could levitate himself. Um, he could do certain things that to him were thrilling, you know, and, um, he could move things around and stuff like that. He was into witchcraft, you know, but he just called it fancy names, you know, oh, I'm just having fun and stuff like that. But unfortunately, these things exposed him to demonic activities. And so he could not keep a job, you know, why? A lot of the times he could not receive or take in instructions because this demon spirit had filled him with so much uh, pride and so much um so much of the way of thinking and arrogance that you tell him to do one thing he does the direct opposite and this is one of the main dangers of witchcraft and that's why god doesn't like witchcraft and had told his children to keep away from it keep away from witchcraft and anything that is diabolical anything that is, you know, because witchcraft is controlling and you think you're in charge, but unfortunately the demon spirits are the one in charge and they ruin destinies. That young lad could not keep a job. It didn't take long. He got sacked. He got sacked. So witchcraft, the Bible says, is a work of the flesh. You must keep away from it. Hatred. You see racial tensions, you know, racial abuse, racial um, uh, things that are happening on, on the earth. People hating people for no just cause, no just reason, just because of the color of their skin. It's more predominant with people just, you know, looking at the, 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 the race of a person and just saying, I just don't like people from that region. You know, um, I don't like people from, from, from this region, or I don't like people with this color. I don't like, you know, the Bible doesn't like it. It's a work of the flesh and it must not be part of our lives. These are works of the flesh, variants, emulations, wrath, sudden burst of anger. You know, so many times, you know, teenagers are excused for bad behavior, for behaving in a poorly manner. They are excused by saying, oh, they're just teenagers, you know, but the Bible here doesn't say, oh, if you're a teenager, you are excused. No. On the contrary, as a child of God, God will relate to you as his child. And being his child, the Bible here says, wrath, 
is a work of the flesh. Temper. You know, some people, they thrive in saying things like, oh, you know, I've got, you know, I've got a bad temper. I've got a bad temper. Stop it. It is not of God. Get rid of that temper. Oh, you know, I just turned turned 13. I just turned 14. I'm a teenager. I can do what I like. I can be disobedient to my parents and stuff. No, no, it's not godly to exhibit those things. It's not of God. You know, these are the works of the flesh and they are draw. They happen because of the lust of the flesh. You know, your flesh wants to do these things and you must Build up your spirit to be able to resist the temptation from the enemy and stand your ground and say, I am a child of God. And as a child of God, I will not exhibit these traits. You know, I'm not trying to be overly righteous. You know, I'm not trying to tell you, um, you know, um, that all you've been doing is wrong. No, on the contrary, I'm trying to encourage you to build yourself as a young daughter of God or whoever is listening to me, whether be you a woman, a man, or a young boy. Uh, as, you know, you need to know that as a child of God, these works of the flesh are contrary to the things of the spirit and God will, they, will not be happy for you as his child to continuously exhibit the works of the flesh. Verse 21, envyings, murders, um, sorry, I go back to verse 20, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife. You know, some people, um, they take delight in being able to create controversies everywhere they go. You know, they're the one, you know, when they're coming, people go, oh, here he comes again. Mr. Controversy, you know, causing strife everywhere that there's no peace. Anywhere you go, you create chaos and and unrest and no peace. You know, this is not of God and we need to get rid of it from our lives. Seditions, heresies, you know, people, some people are experts in conspiracy theories, you know, um, anything that's controversial, they're there you know, and why, you know, Paul will say to, to, to his, um, when you, in some of his writings, he says, he says, keep away from vain, vain, uh, conversations that don't edify you. They cause more chaos, more controversies than they actually bring results. So why get involved in them? You know, heresies, heresies, saying things that are not true, you know, heresies, things that are not written in the Bible or things that are, um, not proven, you know, in, in, in the Bible, they're not even written. They just, you know, just say things that are heresies, things that are, uh, controversial, things that are, um, biblically untrue and they carry it as a doctrine and, 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 and cause a lot of disputes you know, around, and, and it's not of God. Okay, verse 21, envies, murders, obviously you know what murder is, drunkenness, can you see drunkenness? It's a work of the flesh, getting hammered, you know, getting drunk, walking down the street drunk, vomiting, exposing yourself. Some people 
by the time they get home, they're literally naked because they've had no control. They're drunk walking down the streets and they start taking off their, their clothes because they're not in control of what they're doing. Sometimes, and sadly, this happens a few times to young ladies who go out to club, they go out clubbing, and in the state of being drunk, unfortunately, young men take advantage of them, or, you know, some men, a guy can just take advantage of them because they're drunk and not able to say no or resist this person that's coming on to them, they get abused you know sexually because they've lost their senses they're drunk the bible says drunkenness is a work of the flesh you shouldn't participate in it praise god it says revelings and such like revelings you know going for a rave you know dancing eating drinking urges things like that they are works of the flesh you know the the second half of verse 21 says of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Daughter of God, daughter of the king, baby girl, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth living a life that exhibits all these things continuously. And then in the end, not inherit the kingdom of God. It's not worth it. Because at the end, eternity awaits. And every person is going to have eternity. Because when you die, or if Jesus, you know, uh, tarries and you die, uh, you know, life begins again after death. You know, because that is just a separation from the earth, from the people that you love here, you know, and eternity awaits. Eternity is forever and and forever and ever and ever and ever. How do you want to spend forever and ever and ever? How do you want to spend it? Do you want to spend it in the kingdom of heaven, in the kingdom of God? Or do you want to spend it away from God? in hell in a place of torment the bible says there will be there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth you know what it is to gnash teeth forever and ever for you to weep forever and ever where others who make heaven the bible says there will be neither weeping no more tears there will just be joy forevermore I know the the choice that um, I will make, you know, I, 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 I will choose the kingdom of God over and over again. So even if it means me on earth holding back and resisting the temptation to live a worldly life, I will try my best. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do, young ladies, encouraging you, okay, to hold on. Build your spirit, 
to overcome the temptation of the flesh. Now I'm going to stop here. I'll continue next time. There's so much to cover, but I believe that today's uh, teaching has blessed you. Let me pray in Jesus name. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for grace because grace is sufficient for us. Your grace is sufficient for us. Your grace is enough for us to overcome the temptations of today and the temptations of the world. Help us, Father, to overcome, to be hearers and doers of your word, not just hearers only, but doers of your word. Let us practice Christianity as you have taught it unto us. Thank you, Father. I pray for the listeners. They are blessed and they overcome by the blood of the Lamb. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. This is Pastor Sandra from Modesty Christian Girls Club. Come on. You can get in touch with us by sending an email uh, to modestygirls2021 at gmail.com. God bless you and hope to come your way next time. Take care.